Uh, blessed Advent to you. So my friends, the, our first reading, the prophet Jeremiah, assures the people of God uh, that uh, God will send the promised one, the Messiah, in his time. And uh, St. Paul prays that, uh, that the Lord deepen the love, agape, or hesed is the word they would have used, uh, uh, to deepen the love of the Thessalonians for each other. And uh, this would help them to prepare for that second coming whenever it might be. And um, in our gospel, I want to remind everyone, Jesus is taking uh, some words from the Old Testament, in particular from the prophet Daniel, and applying it, if he were appropriating him to himself. Uh, he's using this language borrowed from the Old Testament. And Luke describes, uh, he's trying to describe the second coming of Christ uh, as we would understand it. And uh, he's telling the Christians of his time, the followers of the way, uh, to prepare for it, but with confidence and with hopefulness and with prayer, not to be filled with anxiety and be terrified. Uh, I, during the week, I told folks, you know, the Son of Man is a reference to it's Daniel. He's talking about uh, human. Uh, Daniel said, the Son of Man, one who looks like uh, human, uh, is going to... Uh, rectify everything. And it happened uh, not in Daniel's time, but in Jesus' time. What Jesus was talking about, what Luke was talking about, happened in Jesus' time. These things came to pass. And through the lens of the apostles and stuff, we can apply it to our time also. So my friends, the, the church has prepared us uh, with seasons. So we have entered into the season of Advent, and this is technically New Year for the church. The, we were talking about that. It's like, Happy New Year! <laughs> there's the calendar New Year, which is January 1, and then there's the church's New Year, which is today. It begins, Advent is the new cycle. We move into cycle C. Uh, we have the image of Luke. Uh, we'll hear from Luke's gospel. We have been hearing from Mark's gospel in B, uh, but we're going to hear from Luke now. And the purpose of the Advent season is to help us to prepare for the Incarnation, for Christmas. And, uh, but, uh, my friends, uh, we Christians cannot uh, understand the true message of Christmas if we are unfamiliar with at least the broad strokes, if you will, of the Old Testament, of uh, salvation history, as we would call it. In the Advent season, uh, the readings and the liturgy we live in a, kind of a microchasm, as we would say today, the history of salvation, the history of Israel, and uh, viewing it through the lens of Christianity, however. It shows that all of that history, Old Testament, was pointing and leading towards Jesus. He is the one that uh, we would understand that Daniel had hoped for, that son of man, the one who looks like a man. Uh, and Jesus didn't just look like a man, he was a man, and he was God. He is the one who fulfilled all the promises of the Old Testament. And the first reading points to this first coming of Christ, if you will. It says that the Messiah will be descended from the line of David, and his reign will be marked with wisdom and justice and integrity. Jesus of Nazareth. The gospel deals with the second coming of Christ in a way. Uh, then the first Christians believed that the second coming was near and uh, I always have to be careful because sometimes they poke fun at St. Paul because, you know, St. Paul thought Jesus was coming back on Monday after the Sunday resurrection, and, he, and that wasn't working out so well, was it? Um, but uh, I'm, believe me, I'm not holier than St. Paul, nor am I wiser uh, than him. 
Uh, but um, uh, St. Paul would come to understand and would adapt his writings then for us. The disciples are urged, though, however, to wait for the Lord's coming with confidence and hope and watchfulness and prayer. Preparing is the topic of the second reading. We prepare by living as the Lord did in love and kindness. St. Paul tells them, as we've instructed you, what was the instruction? Follow Jesus. Do everything that he did. Everything that he told you to do, do that. And you will be ready when he comes. We, the disciples, today are living between the two comings of Christ, then, if you will. Uh, the first coming is what we celebrate with Christmas, um, with the wonderful event in Bethlehem, you know, 221 years ago. The second coming, we Christians believe, will happen at the end of time when Christ will come in glory. He comes on clouds and he's coming to the earth. So, do you guys understand? The earth is not going to be destroyed. It can't be destroyed if he's coming on clouds <laughs> and coming back to the earth. You're laughing, aren't you? It's like, because it makes sense. I'm like, people are like, oh no, there's going to be destroyed. But no. <laughs> Read the gospel again. It's not going to be destroyed. He's coming back. Uh, so it's going to be here when he comes back. But as we prepare the church uh, uh, this past weekend for the meaning the environment of the church. We changed things into the purple color with Advent wreaths and swags made of evergreen and, and cedar and pine and fir and spruce. Um, I reflected on how the trees from which these things come or were made uh, are green all year round, lose their leaves and look barren, uh, particularly up against the evergreens, uh, which stay awake always in the midst of of winter's barrenness, and uh, in doing so, they bear witness to life, even as the world around us goes to sleep, that sleep of winterness. Of course, they are sustained not so much by their own determination, but by the very power of God. Upon reflection, they show us what the role of Christians are. It is to be awake, watchful, among the sleeping as we would say it politely, those who are sleeping. And, uh, and to be green, and that color green is hopefulness, and uh, in the midst of uh, the darkness that can be winter. And uh, two of the several themes of Advent are wakefulness, patient wakefulness, and hopefulness. And we Christians who are in this in-between of times, if you will, of the two comings of Christ are to bear witness to this with our love, and uh, to bear witness is to love in the midst of hate, to bear love in the, and to have peace in the midst of conflict, and uh, to be light a lot, the scriptures tell us. And uh, my folks, you know, many people sleepwalk through life, and uh, they have ears but do not hear, and eyes and do not see. In truth, all need to be awake because life is precious and so fleeting. But this is especially true of Christians most of all. The Lord asks us, his followers, to stay awake and to be watchful and to be hopeful, to be evergreen. We are his witnesses in the world now. And uh, we are to witness to life and to hope in the midst of disruptions and boredoms and uh, upheavals and human death. 
when we witness to truth and justice and love and peace, we are witnessing to Christ himself. The way to witness the truth is to live truthfully. It's kind of simple. You witness to the truth, not your personal truth, as we hear everyone talk about today, which to me means their experience. When they say, I need to speak my truth, you mean you need to talk about your experience. <laughs> you don't get to have your own truth. <laughs> but we live and witness to the truth by being that, living to the truth. We witness to justice by acting justly uh, with all of our dealings with everyone. And the way to witness to love is to act lovingly towards everyone. And the way to witness to peace is to try and live peacefully with everyone. The most effective way to witness to Jesus is to live this Christian life this way, with integrity in all things. We do need his help. We need his grace. We need his strength to remain steadfast and faithful. And uh, his help becomes available to us, especially through the living of a sacramental life as Roman Catholic Christians. And, uh, and to pray. You cannot be a Christian and not pray. It's, it doesn't even make any sense, uh, at least not to the, to the priests. And, and you can't say, I'm a Christian, but when was the last time you prayed? Oh, you know, uh, when I was at the casino. <laughs> And what did you ask for? <laughs> and you got a no, didn't you? <laughs> but my friends, uh, you know, my father with a sense of humor, which comes from my mother, uh, but um, we have to pray. You know? And I realize you're not monks and nuns, so it doesn't mean you're going to be in the church 24-7, although I won't complain if you do. <laughs> he will, because <laughs> he'll have to unlock the door for you. <laughs> But, uh, but we have to pray. And for those who have had, hasn't been their custom, then start with giving God thanks at meals. Bless us, O Lord, in these thy gifts, which we are about to receive. Or just thank you, Lord, for mm, yummy. <laughs> you know, like the children, mm, yummy. And, well, don't forget to thank God for that cake. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it's simple. If we do this, it's like breathing. You just do it naturally. And then prayer is not a burden or something that one must do, but it's what one does. And that is the way Christians are to be like that, to take all things in prayer. And uh, Christians must show forth Christ in the world. This is what we're supposed to be doing in all of its seasons of life and uh, perhaps most in the winter times of life. Huh? And, uh, we always hope for uh, a bright future because it is a real part of what Christ talked about. Our faith is meant to engender within us great confidence and hopefulness about our ultimate future with him. And hope is the essence of the season of Advent now, my friends. You know, I watched uh, um, the news, and I should always know better, but even I watched the violence and the uh, I can choose to see only violence or I can choose to see the goodness that happens also and the love that happens. Jesus, he didn't become anxiety-ridden with all these things. He returned evil with goodness. Where there was hatred, he returned it with love. So I choose when I see uh, 
All right, something terrible happened at the Tacoma Mall. Someone was shot. We, we return it with hopefulness. That may that person live. Uh, may the person who did that be reconciled. May there be peace now. Or we can choose to be filled with hatred, and we can choose to be filled with anxiety and not see any hopefulness anymore. You guys remember, before I left, I was walking in that path a little bit, and my guardian angel couldn't get me out of there, so Jesus hijacked my vacation. <laughs> remember, I told you, he got on the plane, went over, and he took control over that vacation and showed me what I'm... <laughs> priest, how can you be a priest to my people? How are you going to pastor them if you yourself are walking uh, and not seeing goodness and only seeing darkness? I mean, he gave me a real good talking to <laughs> on my vacation. I had a good vacation, <laughs> but he, had to, he put me in my right place when I came back. Take care of my people and instill hope in them and stop being silly. <laughs> That's how the Holy Spirit talks to me. Stop being silly, priest. The Holy Spirit never calls me by my name, whatever the reason. It's always priest. <laughs> priest. And I'm like, <laughs> when I get to heaven, and I hope to get there, <laughs> I'll be like, what was that all about? Why don't you use my name? Why, why do I always feel in my heart you just refer to me as priest? <laughs> so you see my sense of humor and my joy and all things. So let us have that joy. Uh, you know, I know it's going to get... Uh, I've already heard from people who are visiting. <laughs> oh, my family was making me crazy. I'm like, that's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> like, that's what people, that's what, that's what part of the holiday is about. Relatives make you crazy. I'm like, pour a glass of wine. Have <laughs> you know, go and vape, I guess. I'm not encouraging that, but I know that uh, I have a cupcake. Uh, you know, I get a cupcake when I get anxiety ridden. That's what my mom used to do. Here, eat. <laughs> Surprise. <I'm not. laughs> the way she treated everything. Uh, so my friends, remember, uh, with the, being the beginning of Advent, we're going to reintroduce the sign of peace. Some folks are still, they're, they're a little bit nervous about people getting in their personal space about this. So um, we're going to reintroduce the sign of peace. And my suggestion to you is uh, if you're next to someone and they do not put out their hand, remember, it's a sign of peace. <laughs> so we don't get angry. Um, that defeats what we're trying to do. And remember, it's not a time to say hi to your neighbor. Hi, neighbor, I haven't seen. No, no, no. Do that outside. This is a, a ritual uh, where Jesus said, put down your gift before you approach my altar and go and fix and make peace with the one you don't have peace with. So this is kind of what the sign of peace um, in history meant for us. And sometimes it got carried away. Uh, so uh, as we reintroduce it, let's remember what it is. More, um, so if you're next to someone, of course, a family, uh, they've been doing the sign of peace the whole time anyway with a hug and stuff and that's good. But if you're next to someone who you don't know and they don't put out their hand, put your hands into the prayer mode and peace. And not peace, look at them. Peace, peace, peace. And that way, uh, you've stayed out of their personal space. And eventually in time, people will become more comfortable. Um, don't try and give someone a hug that doesn't want to hug. Because... <laughs> Because then you, you can't come to communion because then you made them, made them angry and got yourself all upset. And you're not supposed to approach communion that way. Uh, so uh, we, will, we will 
reintroduce that. There is no time with, uh, on the cup yet. And uh, just listening to the news about the new variant, I just thought, is this ever going to end? And I thought, now remember the homily you're giving, Father. Remember, preach to yourself. Okay, we'll handle it. We'll handle the new variant and uh, whatever it is, and we'll be okay. We'll be fine. Okay. We have the calendars. Uh, please take a calendar for yourself and others out there. Uh, they're uh, donated by uh, Haven of Rest, the funeral home. They said they'll see you eventually. <laughs> Indeed, they will. <laughs> we're grateful for that. And those are really expensive to do calendars nowadays. So we're, we're thankful to them. Uh, 